0: From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air.
1: Alex has always been a really old soul, loving, caring man. So, I mean, it's really hard to change someone who is so pure anyways. Um, But, I mean, if it was to change him, I, I, I would just have to say that He's, he's probably learned how, how easy it is to lose someone.
0: I'm Sarah Fenske. It's been almost three months since Alex Garcia left the church where he claimed sanctuary. Alex is a native of Honduras, and he moved into the church in a desperate bid to avoid deportation. Alex is husband to an American woman, his wife Carly. He's father to five American kids. He was determined not to leave, and so he stayed in that church in Maplewood for three and a half years. In February, the Biden administration announced that people without a record of aggravated felonies and people who are not national security risks are no longer priorities for deportation. And at that point, Alex was able to move out of the church that had sheltered him and move back with his family. Alex and Carly Garcia have now had almost three months back under the same roof, and they joined us yesterday to give us an update on how they're doing. So Alex Garcia, welcome.
2: Hi, my name is Alex.
0: And Carly Garcia, welcome.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: So Alex, I want to start with you. You walked out of Christ Church on February 24th. Take us back to that moment. What was it like? Were you excited or were you also a bit anxious?
2: I was very excited.
0: And what were you most excited about in that moment?
2: They with the family. To go out how they was asked me the kids before let's go to the park. I wasn't I wasn't available to do those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But that day everybody was for me and my my family was so exciting moment.
0: Carly, what about for you? Um, that day, what was going through your head as Alex stepped back into the world outside the church?
1: Um I was flooded with emotions. Um a lot was of joy because you know it's the first time I've been able to see my husband outside of the church. Um and the excitement, you know, in the kids faces, it, it was a wonderful moment. But at the same time I was full of fear. I was scared. I was worried, you know, that this real. Um you know, is their promise going to be going to be enough? Um it's just it, a lot of emotions.
0: So all the anxiety that you had dealt with for, for more than three years, that didn't go away the minute that he stepped no. outside that day.
1: Oh, not at all. It's, and I deal with that every day. It's not, it's not just a at-the-moment thing. You know, that's trauma that I'm going to have to learn how to live with for the rest of my life.
0: So even now, even now that almost three months have passed, you still find yourself worrying about immigration officials could come. something something bad could happen. Yes. Alex, do you feel that as well that now that you're back and, and you're living there with your family, that you still feel that anxiety of um, immigration officials?
2: Yes, uh, I'm still without fear because I haven't I haven't gotten my, my status yet. Mm-hmm. That fear is still there. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Carly, immigration officials said that Alex was not a priority. They put this in writing, I understand, that they were not going to try to pursue this case. But as Alex says, you know, he still doesn't have the immigration status that would make him legal. What has to happen for that to happen?
1: From my understanding, you know, right now there's no pathway for Alex. Um not to adjust through me, not to, you know, adjust in any way other than to leave the country for 10 to 15 years. So, I mean, um, unless laws are changed, there is nothing for Alex. I mean, what we're needing is we're needing legislation, which um, Representative Corey Bush, um, she introduced a private bill um, February 22nd, um, H.R. 1209, which would um, give Alex the permanent protection that we need, which would allow him to work and also give him a pathway to citizenship. Um, and also, I mean, immigration reform, I mean, there's things that needs to happen, laws that need to change for Alex and millions of other people like Alex um, that are suffering these laws. Uh, it, a lot needs to to happen.
0: I want to talk a bit about what this looks like for your family now that Alex is back. So that day when, when Alex left the church, Alex, you said you were feeling such excitement. Carly, you still had some anxiety. Was there anything that you were able to do as a family that very day to celebrate? Um, or were you not quite ready for that yet, Carly? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, we went and got ice cream and went to the park as a family. Um, We enjoyed a couple hours at the park. Uh, It was fun.
0: And Alex, you specifically mentioned being at the park. This was something that when your kids, you know, they wanted to go to the park, you wanted to be able to take them to it. You were able to do it that very day. Was it as you'd hoped it would
2: be? Being Being for three years and a half inside, to me, was kind of... A lot, of, a lot of new for me to be outside.
0: Mm-hmm. Just to, to get that fresh air.
2: Yes.
0: Carly, I, I imagine that that chance for Alex is the best part of all this. What's been the hardest or, or most challenging part about being together after having to spend that time apart?
1: Um, well, I mean, the time apart really, really helped bring us together stronger. Um, and, you know, the 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 feeling of losing one another really helped bring us together as husband and wife. So, I mean, us being back together, living as, you know, husband and wife again, it's, it's great. Um, I love having them around again. Um, it's, you know, it's like having my best friend all over again after not seeing him for years. So it's really great. Um, but yeah, for me, it's, it, it, for me, it's good.
0: How has it been for your kids? Um, what's that been like for them, Carly, to have Alex back?
1: Oh, they think they can get away from everything. I mean, dad's <laughs> home. It doesn't matter anymore, you know. So they're mm-hmm. loving it.
0: They have a new sense of of, of empowerment there?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure, because, you know, dad's home, so.
0: <laughs> Alex, has that been an adjustment to go from having a, probably too much peace and quiet to having five kids in the house?
2: Yeah, I was kind of being quiet all the time and came in the room being really loud. Mm -hmm. I was missing those loud moments.
0: You were missing them? Yes. Carly, do you feel like it's changed Alex at all, this, this period of time that was so difficult?
1: I mean, Alex has always been a really old soul, loving caring man so I mean it's really hard to change someone who is so pure anyways um but I mean if it was to change him I I I would just have to say that he's he's probably learned how how easy it is to lose someone Mm -hmm. I mean we were there and then before you know it it's like we weren't gonna be there so um and we weren't there for a while. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I didn't have to live without, you know, my my wife, my, my children. You know, he did. You know, I only had to live without my husband. I still had my kids to keep me busy, to keep me, you know, on my toes and occupied. And he didn't have that. So it's like I, I, I can't imagine if it did change him how much it has. Mm-hmm. I just know that he's still an amazing person that he was before he went in.
0: Carly, you talk about that near loss. Um, in 2017, Alex was ordered to report for deportation within two weeks. And instead of that, he moved into the church. He claimed sanctuary. Do you ever think about the road not taken where you would be today if he hadn't claimed sanctuary?
1: I try not to, because I know how traumatizing it was to fight for him while he was here. Mm -hmm. Um, because the only other road to take was for him to be deported. So, like, I try not to think about that because I know how traumatizing it was for him to be here. Let alone how it would be if he wasn't.
0: Mm hmm. I know when you when he first moved into the church, you were thinking it might be weeks or it might be a month. How did your plan shift when it became clear you were looking at years?
1: I mean, I. Time really. It's almost like it wasn't happening, but it was, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. when we'd look and we would actually look at the days, it's like, wow, you know, this is really how long it's been. Um, I mean, for him, I know it was much different because, you know, he was the one that was stuck and couldn't leave. Um, You know, I still had to go to work. I still, you know, had kids to take care of to get back and forth to sports. You know, he was, he was stuck in the church walls. He, you know, Mm -hmm. he couldn't go anywhere. So it's like. You know, I just, I can't imagine what he was going through during that time. I know how hard it was for me.
0: Alex, do you feel like time just slowed down during those years?
2: Definitely, yeah.
0: Carly, do you ever think about what you would have done if President Trump had been reelected? What if you had been looking at four more years of
1: this? Um... Yeah, I, I try not to disturb my peace like that. So <laughs> um, I've worked really hard um, on where I am today, so I try not to disturb myself like that.
0: So moving to a happier thought, Alex, during the time you were there at the church, you had talked about how much you just wanted to work. Are you able to go back to work now, or are you taking some time to be with your family first?
2: Right now I'm taking time with my family. And now we're working in my my case, uh, hoping soon I can have what I was asking. That's my freedom. Mm -hmm.
0: And so you can't really go back to work legally until your case is dealt with. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So Carly, that's got to be a frustration. I mean, Alex, the one thing everybody said about Alex back in Poplar Bluff is, is what a hard worker he was mm-hmm. and here you're kind of hamstrung.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. I mean, not being able to work even though he's furry, I mean, it, it's, it's hard. That's why we need more, you know, that's why, you know, Congresswoman Cory Bush, you know, introduced the, the private bill for Alex because, you know, that is an action that can be taken. Um, and that's why we need ICE to um, give Alex a stay of removal with, you know, an or- order to provision so he can get a work permit so he can work. Um, you know, that's the fastest way to do it is for ICE just to, you know, if, he, if Alex is not a priority and they say he's not, then, then just give him what he needs to support his family. You know, because, I mean, that's all he wants to do. He wants to work. He wants to support his family. He wants to love his children, love his wife. And, you know, and that's all we want, you know, we want to love him. And I mean, we just need that and we need him to be able to work so that we can be able to function as, you know, civilized people, because I mean, not being able to work, I mean, how can, how can we provide for our children? How can we, you know, do the, all the things that our children need to survive? You know, it's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, it's just. We just, we need more and they they know they can do it. Um, they just need to.
0: So Alex is really itching to go back to work. At the same time, Carly, you're doing this this work for the, uh, the uh, Interfaith Committee on Latin America. And I know that while your family has deep roots in Poplar Bluff, you moved here to the St. Louis area to be closer to Alex while he was in Sanctuary. Do you plan to stay in St. Louis for now um, or are you guys back in Poplar Bluff?
1: Um, for now, we're in St. Louis. Um, you know, the kids are in school here in Maplewood. Um, so we try to, you know, we're trying to let them finish out their school year. And I, I mean, I don't, we don't know what the future holds. We just know that for now, you know, St. Louis is our home. Um, this is, This is where we're at right now.
0: And Alex, here you are in St. Louis. Um, you've been living here, but not able to really explore at all during the three years you were living in the church. Have you been able to get out and, and see St. Louis at all?
2: Uh, no, yeah. just take would just take my kids to the park and Santa center, and that's pretty much it. Okay.
0: <laughs> so no big explorations, but...
2: Not Yeah. You know.
0: So Carly, looking back on the time Alex spent in Sanctuary and looking at the situation um, where it is today, what do you want people to know about what you've been through um, and where you are today?
1: We're not giving up. Um, Alex needs permanent protection to stay here with our with our family permanently, as well as millions of other families that are also um, suffering. Um, we're not giving up and I, I really hope that all of our supporters that have been sticking with us for the last three and a half years continues to stick with us.
0: Alex, let me put that same question to you. What would you want to leave people with today as they think about your case and your
2: family? I want to say thank you to all the supporters and don't give it up, give, give it up on me yet.
0: Well, Alex Garcia, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And Carly Garcia, thank you.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here.